Mayer goes on with the job, really lays it down now to Espiona and Zuzarella. Uh, lifting is Espiona. Jamea now Fangirl gets the final shot at them. Espiona just in front. Fangirl over the top and bang good up. Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with Roger Ramjet, Johnny Walter. How are you, mate? Fine, fine. Got my notes here. Notes of three things. I'm ready. <laughs> No, ready to rumble. And just give the uh, audience at home a little bit of a uh, Captain Cook at the shirt. Roger Ramjet. Roger Ramjet. He's right? our hero. Nico's never heard of him. <laughs> Channel 2 special, I think he was, with Super Ted and all those. He, he got me through my <clears throat> formative years. Astro Boy got us through a, uh, a lot of dark times. But uh, Nico Noonan, uh, mate, you're on fire at the moment. How are you? Well, I know nothing about Roger Ramjet, but Soundown was good to us yesterday. So uh, hopefully we can uh, build off that into a big... Big day of racing Saturday at uh, Flemington HQ, DK. That's it, punters picnic there yesterday. Nick it, was, it wasn't too hard. Right? First or second in the market nearly every race, wasn't it? And yep. Well backed and things like that. Yeah, it wasn't too many prizes for finding a lot of the winners. But um, you still got to win. You still got to find them, don't you, DK? Certainly so uh, do. build off that into Lightning Stakes Day, Black Caviar Lightning Stakes Day. So uh, big race day there. Mm, something that isn't really clear at the moment is the, uh, the two-year-old uh, the picture around the Golden Slipper and the Blue Diamond, Metallicity, bubbles are just bursting and there's just not a two-year-old standing up at the moment, is it? It might go back to Cool and Gatter and you might have to uh, eat your hat. What for? It's still a camel. I don't care whether it wins the Golden Slipper. He's like cops some hate mail for the for a Twitter. Like, is there going to be one decent two-year-old pop-up? Oh, my God. They don't like giving their opinion publicly, but they like hammering you through the old DMs. Anyway. <laughs> Good handle on two year olds. This is sort of your domain. You see him walk out, yeah, all over the uh, the trials as well. Is the blue diamond picture looking any clearer after the weekend for you? Mm, I don't think it's as clear as I thought it was going to be. I thought sort of Jack and I would really stamp himself as sort of the top seed. I still think he Until is. Until he walked out of the gates. That's that's an issue, isn't it? Looking to a blue diamond, but um, if he can it rectify that, it was just it wasn't the fact he missed the kick. It was just how slow he was into stride as well, mm. like. You know, that's a bit to work I on. I think that'll be the difference between you getting, you know, three fifty, four dollars in the day to five fifty, because the market's definitely going to factor in that. Of what I've seen in the yard from all the horses, I think the Colts are better than the girls, even though the girls are rating better. I think the Colts just have um, a bit more class about them. I'd be Jack and O still probably on top for a blue diamond point of view. I think Sebenak comes right into the game now that we didn't see a dominant sort of win on the weekend. Yep. And probably lofty strikes in there as well, wherever the shoe missed, maybe fourth pick. But it'll probably just come down to barriers and the like oh, for the right. time. I mean, it's $6 dollars the field or something new, mm. isn't it? It's still in the early market. So that's how it shows how cloudy it still all is. Mm, Jack and O, 480 at top sport, lofty strikes, $6 revolution, miss uh, six, seven, act six, and Miss Rosiano, 11 count the headlights. I think, Nico, you got maybe 40 to one or $26, a big ticket there. But yeah, if you can uh, land on the bunny in the blue diamond. You don't want to be back at all. So Chime into a horse that's bad out of the gates in two-year-old races. The rule do like you want to be getting a pretty good premium. Or uh, yeah, something's just definitely you have to change with the the racing pattern, or they're going to have to uh, sharpen up Jackano somehow. But uh, Nick Price has a knack with two-year-olds, and that's why we've uh, sent our Rubik Colt to him as well. But um, Ardent here was a uh, there was a bit of a tip around for it. I, I know you liked it, Walt. Uh, the Daily Gas fan, and I spoke to Nico just uh, on the chat, and it paraded awful for him, but. Um, there's a lot to like about that horse, isn't there? Yeah, the pattern was obviously in its favour, and that was kind of why you, you, your confidence grew during the day, even if the stable was adamant that it would improve significantly, which looks like it, you know, everything, the, the yard and 
uh, how it sort of pulled up last half of the race. Apparently, it had a good blow. So, you know, there's only upside for Argentia, but it did have a pattern to suit. There's no doubt that day on the day, but it just it's a talented horse. It was a good ride on Mallory. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the ride on Mallory. <laughs> uh, Brett Preble. God. Anyway, maybe he retires soon, goes in the G Boss camp. Mm, and you said, yeah, awful parade, uh, Argentia. Any more insight there, Nico? Well, yeah, awfully, what, it was fat, was it? Well, it had a lot of condition on her, sweated up, just looked like she just needed a run. Yeah. And when they pray like that, they just generally don't win. And for her to sit last, put in the head start, I know she had the pat in favour, she's given them 10 lengths at some stages in the race. She, she was, she was ran, look, just and looking at the way the race was run, like it was run pretty good tempo. Yeah. And um, to do that first, it's like uh, they were the two race fit, Good on pace horses, uh, Scorched Earth and Asfura. Yeah, she's run them down first up. You know they're third up and fourth up or something. So yeah, with plenty of improvement. So mm. I think that just bodes well if you're an Argentia fan. I think she can go up and tackle. You know, Fangirl on Espion or what we saw from Saturday. They might not be as good as some people were sort of saying. So you know, Argentia was spruced to be the best Melbourne filly in the spring, and she still might be that sort of come the autumn off what we saw on Saturday. Um, mm, I'm. Yeah, go, you go, DK. Oh, well, all right. So I got a question for you and Walt, and then that's smart. Okay, so you got you got a race like uh, I think what was the what was the other race Artorius and all that, right? So Artorius, they've gone out say six links below, and come home five links quick or something, and then Argentia's race has gone out six links above. You know, pressure race, more of a gut buster first up. You would think. What's your preference? Would you? So are you thinking maybe flat second up or that really fast run race is going to bring Argentia on really fitness wise, or would you rather it get home best last, you know, four and two of the day? What's your, what's your personal preference? I think you, depends uh, where it did, right? You got like, it. it depends where it worked. If it hadn't been last defeats Argentia and chimed in down the middle and and sort of overcome leaders that were stopping, it's a lot different to if it was wide and working. And it's, it's obviously very uh, different, uh, yeah, how, how the race works out and where it does its work. Yep. But, um, you know, from, from a a history perspective, it's definitely easier to build off a slow run, zip home run into your next run with more confidence than yeah, that's... busting like that. And, and yeah, you, you don't really know. But like, ideally, you want sort of three weeks between runs, which is not yep. normal this time of year because they're sort mm. of running through a prep, aren't they? Yeah, yeah that's my yeah. thing. I see them they're winning the race, getting slower. You know, where you like that thing, them winning the race or hitting mm. the line, getting quicker, quicker. That's just my. But again, it's. She, she, that fitness-wise, that's going to bring her an enormous, but she might need the three weeks. Yeah. And like Walt said, that's I think that's the main thing. If she's two weeks between runs, you might sort of have a cloud. And if she's three weeks, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Say if she backed but, up next but, week, it'd have a big, uh, oh, have a big sure. difference compared to the Artorius run who did nothing early they, and charged home. In the autumn, though, they do they do make their plans and their programs. They're already mapped out. Mm. So that she might have had a race planned in two weeks and then have a gut buster first up and it's, hello, we've got to run her in two weeks, she needs three. That's when it can get a bit tricky, and then you got to use it. So anyway, just uh, pretty good camp though. They probably give her four or five days off and don't do much with her. Whereas they might have, you know, if it was a slow run race and they zipped home, they might have given her a bit more work. I'm pretty sure they're adaptable enough to deal. And these sort of good horses get over it better than the shit ones too. Just don't worry about that. They're, they're, they've got a better uh, intestinal fortitude than the, the lower class horses that lie down for two weeks after they have a run like that. Yeah. Mm. What about a horse like uh, I'm Thunderstruck, Nico? He uh... He went to pieces behind the gates. He uh, was a muck lather by the time they uh, opened the gates there and a bit of a quiet run for him. Yeah, very similar parade to Argentia. Toey sort of sweated up. It was a hot day. He did really sort of, like you said, go to pieces behind the barriers, had plenty of improvement, which Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. said multiple times sort of throughout so, 
It's just like, it was like rinse and repeat Sam Friedman, wasn't it? So they were saying the same things in all their interviews. Both horses are going to get out the back, be first up, need the run. And the race shapes were like completely different. Argenti has said fast run race leaders are kind of falling at a hole. Tafane goes out super slow in the CF4. Like, oh, I'm Thunderstruck, inspirational girl, will set massive tasks. Their runs relative to the to the race and to the day are enormous. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm Thunderstruck turn the table on a lot of those horses in the Futurity, uh, Blue Diamond Stakes Day, and then, you know, peaking right on the day for an all-star mile, which is, you know, that's been their plan all along. As we saw yesterday, the uh, the star-studded field's been announced for the All-Star Mile, and he's in there. So I'm uh, pretty sure he's still around in the favourite market at the moment. So if you're a fan of him, there was definitely uh, signs of improvement, and he wouldn't be dropping off, that's for sure. No, no it was just a nice mm. clean-out. It's, uh, it's a cracking weekend uh, this week and at Flemington. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of our testing for uh, the app and try and get a maybe a test pilot uh, punters club for Blue Diamond Stakes Day. We won't have a stream. We won't have all bells and whistles, but we might try and earmark All-Star Mile for our next big stream in a month's time but uh, we'll do a couple of test runs and make sure the banking section of our app is uh, hunky-dory with top sports so uh, stay tuned for that one but yeah all-star mile not, might be a, a really good stream big grand final day and uh, that'll suit the way we all bet here but uh, Nico's going to have a look at group one lightning day with uh, nature strip versus home affairs uh, roll the dice have got profiteered there's a couple of people that want to lay the horse the place I see on the uh, on the sphere Beat the Babins back. Uh, he tipped the lights out at Adelaide, and we gave him a couple of weeks freshen up. And uh, the Michael Hickmont stable, they've been going a little bit average in Adelaide, but uh, the tide might be turning there. He's just starting to get a couple of winners, and uh, he's got his eye back in with uh, Jess Eaton. Mug punter, he's back into it. He loves the cupboard, our, uh, our man Mug. And he went bang-bang on uh, Saturday. He gave us the B-set for his Mug moral, but he's uh, he's come out and tipped Mumbai Jewel on top at 8.50 and then uh, highlights. And so... It's just like that's the price range that he needs to play in, and then he gives us he the, uh, the two fifty and three dollar shots. So if you want his stuff, make sure you follow Little Birdie TV, and he uh, he tweets out his full set uh, on uh, on our handle. I did notice that the favourite was one <laughs> off both of those horses, so I think he's just slipped and hit the wrong button. But good luck to the big fella. Uh, he's uh, he's doing well. We're gonna have uh, some more top sports steamers. They found Profiteer. Profiteer. I don't think it's won two races in a row in its life, but uh, some of the early money was for it. But uh, first, Walt's going to have a look at Rose Hill. But uh, good news for me, I found the uh, I found the Weed Whacker and Manscaped, as you can see on my shirt. They're our new sponsor. Type in Little Birdie to get 20% off. And uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 is my favourite. You can get the 4.0. But uh, after a couple of big days in Melbourne, I tell you what, the oh, Weed Whacker has done oh, wonders for me. Just, Walt, what are you shaking your head for? Just trying to work it out, mate. Hey? Just trying to piece it all together. Mate, they are the best. I can't live without Manscaped. It's uh, it's definitely been uh, a game changer for me. But uh, let's have a look at uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Sydney Snap Dancer. You're on fire last week. You were probably due on the show, and then Rise of the Masses, three eighty five to place. Yeah, and Mumbai Jewel was the only danger at four eight. It was yeah, that wasn't <laughs> all right. Don't worry about that. But um, you know, it was it was all right. And Snap Dancer, well, if you're going to take three sixty or whatever it was when there were two leaders in the race, as soon as they belted each other in the gates and came out, it came into about a twos on chance, didn't it? So it was. Um, it was very nice to be getting two to one about the the, the lone leader, and uh, yeah, it's too fit and too strong once it was had the picnic in front. Snap dancer, so it was a good day. Espiona fangirl, a lot of big players uh, were heavily pot committed on Espiona, and then up bobs Huey. What'd you make of it? Huey, well, yeah, and he missed the kick, so it was a great ride. Just just foam and special sleepy. Just followed him through, followed him through. Forgot he was there and got over the top of him. Tommy Berry's probably should have won B three, but that's that's Tommy doing Tommy things and. Uh, it's missed its chance, Jamea, to beat those sort of horses. But um, as you said, like the times of nothing were 
nothing special, but I think those horses basically were having a barrier trial. Chris Wallace not real worried about unbeaten. Um, he just throws them all in the in the races together. I don't think he really cared whether it was Espiona or Fangirl or one of his other 23 runners in the race that got the job done. They'll just all keep progressing through. And Yeah, like I, I had a Paul saying the other day, he was saying he'd, he'd take evens Espiona next time. I'm trying to work out why, what, where the argument is there. Like the winner's got as much upside as Espiona for mine mm-hmm. and, and there's a couple of others there. And if, if Argentia rolled up into Sydney, the, the Phillies race are probably the most exciting things. The two-year-olds, you could sleep through them. Uh, the Colts are not nothing too special. There's a few Derby prospects around, but the Phillies are, are handy. Mm. And there's some good opportunities when you've got like a, a hype horse or a horse with a, a big following, and one of those is very elegant, mm. and they bet crazy odds. Uh, think it over. I think it got to about mm. eight or nine dollars. And oh, Nico, you're the you're the man for this one. Uh, what what did you make of the uh, the very elegant run? I thought it was good. You lo- given the the way the race was mm. run and how far she was off the lead. I don't know if you could expect her to do much more. Like, I think she's shown probably in her last two preparations, she's an out-and-out stayer these these sort of days, as we saw her, you know, wins in a Caulfield Cup and a Melbourne Cup. She's just not as sharp early in the preparation. Especially when they run run along like yeah. that. Like, you she's know, she's just, no she said, as J-Mac said, she was just out of her comfort zone. That's, that's you know. I thought I thought the run was full of merit. Um, she goes to the Chipping Norton next start, V, think it over. I think they're $3 each or two at the moment. Um, I don't know if she can turn the tables on that horse, but I think she makes it a lot closer. Like, think it over had everything go right there on Saturday. Two leaders go out. There's big margins. He's just in the absolute gun spot. Nothing else could pick up the pieces behind him. So I think she'll get a lot closer, but I reckon we'll see her best at 2,000 metres. There might even be every possible chance she does come to Melbourne for an all-star miles. Like, she's got to run if she wants it. So he's starting to sort of weigh up. When I was listening to Wallace, say, 10 days, two weeks ago, he was sort of, it sounded like a twenty percent chance. Mm. Now it's sort of heading towards like a sixty percent chance mm. she's going to run. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Don't know if I could uh, steam into her at the short price over a mile. I'd probably want another two starts under the belt or another one What's start. The What's the target? I don't really get it. Like where where she'd be impossible to place the All Star Mile. Just the only race that makes sense. A set weights race mm-hmm. with a you know well she's a ten time Group One winner or something insane against uh, El Camels for the most part. Um, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take it down there? Mm. Nico's horse goes all right still. Which one? On Thunderstruck? Yeah, compare the two at, at set weight. It's, it's insanity, like, mm. really. Um, no, it's a good horse, but if she's thrown into that race for whatever it is, why wouldn't you be going there? Where And where do you put her? What else do you put her in the weight for age races through? She's not really that sort of horse. Like, you're better off taking off an all-star mile than a Sydney weight for age race of mine. I mm. think the plan was yeah, I, sort of uh, set it towards the Queen Elizabeth and then off to an arc. So I reckon that's mm. more in the back of their mind. How do we get her to that? That's like the grand final, yeah. the arc. So it's it's just Long a matter of way. how you got to get her there. It goes to the arc for mine. He doesn't like taking them past Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> it's no country uh, club. I love Walt's pricing. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's, it's uh, sensational. All right, it's Rose Hill. Uh, it's Quindry Cup uh, tomorrow. So make sure you head to racingwatch.com. Uh, dot au and you can get which <laughs> cup? Quindry. Oh, can you say it? It's a Quindry Cup tomorrow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. I better get into that. I'll write that down it. in my notes. Yeah, you'll find something there. Yeah, well, it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought you might see the race for us on here. You should have told me. Part time. Cup. It's hard to get your full time now. It is hard to get full time. <laughs> okay. Especially all this driving I'm doing. <laughs> Rose Hill Race 5. Let's have a look and try and find uh, one of Walt's best. Find a winner. Ned Whiskey. Haven't tried this yet. Probably had one on Monday, and I still wouldn't be able to tell you if I uh, taste it or not. 
Benchmark 78 over 1100, and uh, Abel Willie is a favourite here, $3.30. Nasturtium is uh, $3.30. Marzu is $6. Zapateo is $6.50. Minx Moment, uh, $8. I've backed that horse before. I think it uh, needed a steering wheel the time I backed it. But uh, let's have a look at last start win in red of uh, Marzu here. So we've got the Triple Crown colours. I think it'll get a similar run, which is kind of why I wanted to say this. And this is Abel Willie, which is the favourite tomorrow, sitting outside it. Obviously, it had a bit of a wide run here and was maybe a bit less mature, more immature back in this day. But uh, Marzu completely dominant over Abel Willie here. I don't think the, the Snowden camp was going as well, uh, which is another reason why I wanted to show this replay and then show how it's trolled coming back. Because I think that, you know, most of the Snowden horses have had three or four lengths put on them since this period, and, and this horse has been gelded, come back trialled nicely, and we're getting sort of $6 for a horse that's going to get that perfect drop on the on the leaders on Saturday, and Abel Willie will be back and chasing again, I think. Mm. Let's have a look at this uh, recent trial. There is it's uh, jumped really well there, but it's under a stranglehold. So, yeah, the main part I wanted to show is the start. I love it when horses, you know, come back from spells and they're really you know, bursting out of the gates and, and wanting to run, and he's had to, like, viciously restrain this horse. They've, they've gone out pretty slow, so it's not, not a... You know, an exciting thing that he's had to restrain it so hard. They're definitely not going quick, but when he gets, uh, lets him up here, and he still never really gives him any rain, and he charges through the line. They do zip home, put a bit of, like, there is a bit of a tempo up the straight here. So a bit of merit in what he does, and I think that this horse is just going to camp. Like, he'll jump with the Sturtium or whatever, sits right behind him, and uh, he'll be challenging there at the sort of two, 300-metre mark, and I think he... Um, you know, the way their horses are going. There was another one there yesterday, Stoical. One first up for them. They're all racing um, really well, the Snowden camp at the moment. I think $6 is more appealing. I, I don't like Abel Willie. I think the Sturdium will control the race and, and, um, and this horse will come at it and I think one of the two of them will win. What, have you got at evens or something? No, no. We've got this horse even. <laughs> no, I, I think that it should be sort of closer to five to two, maybe, and five to two take your pick to see. I've sort of had Abel Willie five or six dollars, something like that. So, right. what about uh, you haven't uh, listed the Hobartville, but Animo's opened up a dollar seventy five at Top Sport Converge, six dollars. Silent Impact seven fifty. It's off the map. It's uh, been, I think, they bet what oh, twenty some places and eleven dollars at Top Sport, and then Ranch Inn yeah. uh, nine out to nine fifty. Halal's twelve dollars. Any initial thoughts in that one? I think the 20 to 1 silent impact was insane. Tim was actually considering trying to get on this run and switch back to Converge probably when it got to the big track. So uh, the insanity price has sort of disappeared and now you've got Reggie instead of Tim. So a bit of balls are still there. But he's uh, he'll head forward and he'll run well silent impact. But he's he certainly missed the boat with his price. Animo, $1.70. Like, it's just not a $1.70 horse for me in any race anywhere. It's a very hard horse to, to get a handle on. So um, he, he needs a bit of luck in his race, especially around Rose Hill. It's, uh, it's a very tough race to hope up for mine at first look. Nico, you got uh, post at Animo on your Dunny Door. $1.75 are you playing? Yeah, he's a hard one to catch, isn't he, uh, Animo, <laughs> as we found out Blue Diamond Day last year. But I thought the first up run was full of merit. I was kind of hoping you get evens, not $1.75, but... You're just going to have to see how this track's playing. Like, he's not going to put him in the race, is he? Huey's going to be getting back and hit the line, which was probably to his detriment last start. And, you know, if you've got Converge and maybe Solid Impact are up there setting the pace, maybe Ranching goes forward, like, he's not going to just have to get over the top of, you know, slugs. they got a bit of ability. I'd probably chime in, say, $2 if the track's playing fair on the day. But, um, yeah, leave me out of probably tomato sauce. Hmm. DK, anything there? You like uh, winding the boys up? 
No, no, well, you know, I, had, I had a good handline animo. I, I, <laughs> I potted him at like a dollar seventy, and he got beat, didn't he? So um, yeah, that you know, everyone was uh, Azza and all that were on here tip declaring him that day. But uh, anyway, I'll uh, no, I've uh, that was my time in the sun with him. I'll uh, leave it to the better judges than me. He's a bookie's horse, there's no doubt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And to that's find why they know they're going to put him up short, you know, and um, people multi him up. But you'll, I mean, you'll get evens. But, you'll get evens. Yeah, you'll get evens for sure. I mean, the, the early no the early markets have taken another turn. I mean, we haven't spoken about it yet. It's probably a subject maybe for next week or something. We do discuss it more. They've taken another turn. We've only been in 2022 for two months, and they've taken <laughs> another turn. You could say for the worst, but the sensitivity in the early markets is just absolutely out, insane. So as mm. uh, my my subs and that are finding, but anyway. I think Bagman sent the same tweet yesterday, sort of some saying some Wednesday prices just disappeared into thin air. So, um, yeah, anyway, we can talk about it another mm. time. Yeah, right. yeah, not uh, not real happy. Uh, the rest of us has been in uh, 2022 for about six weeks, so our DK is just, uh, just coming, chiming in. Just chiming in late there. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously speaking about his service. So, yeah, ducking and diving at the moment. And uh, it's a, bookies are playing uh, nasty games, and uh, it's really hard to catch the early prices. But, uh, uh, racingwatch.com, as I mentioned before, is uh, where you can get more of uh, Johnny's stuff. It's uh, great insights in there. And you see all sorts of... the Discord chat there the last few little one-liners in and out. You Who? love it. You. Yeah. Yeah, you love to just duck in, well, throw a, a one-liner, throw a little bomb and then disappear. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's it's my game. Well, there's some doing, interesting man. characters. There's even something for DK there. Yeah, like, I, you yeah, just I'll feel like you're linked vicariously through all... All these other characters in Walt's chat. So if you haven't got a life, some of these guys, they're just living the rock star lifestyle. <laughs> Mate, I love it's it. It's just unreal. 24-7. <laughs> and I love it. Get, they start prompting people who don't even really, like, they just sort of float behind the scenes. They'll be like, they'll, they'll remember that DK tipped a winner at this Hanging Rock meeting last year. They'll be like, <laughs> Hanging Rock alert for DK. You know, like, they, don't, they, don't miss, they don't even know who they are. It's great. Uh, and the jungle drums are beating for uh, DK to join our Discord channel. Right, so I might right. have to uh, try and steer DK and Nico yeah, into uh, just a dirty one as well. But uh, it's good banner and uh, we'll start to crank it up we'll start to have more punters clubs and more streams and things going on once this app's sorted and uh, it's going to be a uh, massive massive year what was just mentioning the rockstar lifestyle things a show i watched last night now oh. we, we all love a rort right we're all you know, yeah it's only a rort if you're not involved like but we're you know we're in racing we've seen it all over the years I found the Tinder swindler last night. Have you found it yet, Scoot? The Tinder oh, swindler. No. Well, you show. Oh. oh, is that the bloke about the cats thing? Donate cats? No, no, no. He's, no, he's literally, mate. like, he, he, he gets you, takes you on the, the private jet, but, takes oh, yeah. you for the full experience, and then a week later, he's, oh, listen, my credit cards are out. <laughs> yeah. Mate, he talks all yeah. the glamours on, oh, yeah, on, the, on yeah, anyway, so on anyway, go and find it. The Tinder swindler, if you love a rort, He's pulled some, geez, he's pulled some trick there. He, he poses as the son of a diamond billionaire yeah. everywhere he goes, yeah. And, oh. and then they find his mum in the back of some bloody toilet block, bloody block of units. He's like, oh, not my son, piss him off. Yeah, no, no, no. That was great. Pretty funny. Yeah, the Tinder swindler. Netflix, find that's, it. That's the homework. No, I've been, uh, been bogged on maths, so been uh, suffering in silence with that one, which is uh, it's a terrible series compared to the last one. It's, been it's, 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 yeah, Survivor, been, Survivor all the in, way. Survivor's in, on fire. In uh, in our Discord chat, we have the Lord of the Month, mate. It's the only award we have it's every month, every whether it be a trot rod or a th- anything that's to go, you know looks too good to be true. They they get points for. They get points for. All right, now it's time uh, to talk Adelaide with uh, Shane and Air Beat the Bag. Welcome to the show, Bagman. Good morning, guys. They're just practicing a bit of uh, April sun in Cuba, like our beloved Prime Minister. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Morrisons, I'll be joining their uh, RSL tour very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Bagman, I love you, mate. No, I tell you what, I love your little uh, snipe. 
the other day. Uh, Peter Moody was blowing about uh, Caulfield overwatering the track last Saturday, and uh, you just uh, chimed in and said, is that the same bloke who had uh, black caviar's barrier shifted uh, next to Heady Angels, and the race was absolutely put on for uh, the great me? He's got a short memory, hasn't he? Certainly has. I think, uh, look, Pete probably had a point with what he was saying, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's happy when the rules work to his favour, but uh, it goes against him. The uh, the big fella's not happy, but, um, hey, he makes the racing colourful, and, uh, well, we should be all on racing Twitter so we can see these blow-offs. Mm, and I, I love Michelle Payne. She just uh, stirred the pot and fired straight back the other way. Was uh, was there much chat on uh, on track about it, Nico? Everyone blowing? Oh, I sort of saw Pete having a few uh, kind words to a few people and even... Well, exactly like Josh Blanks. Uh, Blanks he was just didn't, didn't seem like a happy customer, but um, even sort of before the CF4, he still looked like he <laughs> was in a, in a bit of a mood and then lightsaber missed a start by about four <laughs> well, weeks. He's set him right <laughs> off. day just got worse and worse. T- tipped him over the edge. <laughs> that would have tipped him over the edge. It would have had none anyway, the way track race. Anyway. Mm. It's, uh, we've got a couple of uh, feature races over now. We've got a benchmark 66 and 64 to get stuck into. So uh, put the ukulele down there, Bagman, and uh, let's just spear into race two. <laughs> the junction benchmark 66 over 1,300 metres here, and uh, Fonsolette is $3 here and predetermined 480 Fox Gem $6 scammed and $8 Strike Eagle $8. They're the horses in the market. And the horse that we're going to have a look at, it's got a bit of uh, DK, DNP about it here. Fonsolette in the uh, the blue with the white epaulettes back in the uh, back in the ruck here. Bagman? Yeah, this is uh, Fonsolette's last start. Um, this was his first start this day for the Michael Hickmont Yard, formerly trained in New Zealand. Look, there's a little bit of chatter on social media about the run. It was held up unbelievably uh, a few times. You can see just running up behind the whole straight. Probably should have won by about two or three lengths. Um, goes to a benchmark 66 today for three-year-olds. Still a maiden, but brings across very strong group form from New Zealand. It was heavily backed this day. Marcus went up at around $4.60 yesterday. Um, I was too busy twiddling my thumbs and logged on, and uh, we're already into $2.60. So it's been found. Um, the money's on. I think it will go very, very close and win better races than this. So race two, Fonsolette from the Michael Hickmont Yard. Scoot. DK, yeah, there's a horse here from the Moody Yard, uh, Scampton from Kite and Kilmore. What can you tell us about that? I can tell you it is a blue, it's a blue blood, so it's very well bred, uh, retained by Coolmore, and it's not much good. It uh, had, Dead Set had its birthday in that Kite and Maiden the other day. Um, I don't know. It, they're, they're trying to obviously get some sort of Metro win to uh, any Metro win, a Saturday win, even though it's only benchmark 66 three-year-old for its breeding page, but uh, she's not much good. The one there... That's going to affect things. He's predetermined, who is second favourite there, and been ticking along right over here. But she's in tomorrow night at Mooney Valley. Now, mm. this is this is what. So she's she's thirty here to one. Go, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, trainers, this is trainers. So she's thirty to one at Mooney Valley. She's four dot <laughs> five dollars over there. Now I had a horse the other week, Frostwood. Frostwood was in it. It was it was two fifty on the Thursday at Kilmore, and was going to jump straight to the front and win Mad Leaders Track. Kilmore always is. And it was $26 at Sandown on the Wednesday. And where do you think they ran it? On the Wednesday. Yeah, it ran on the Wednesday. What the? What are you doing? How, how do you explain that to the owners? So, so well, yeah, we'll run it at Moody Valley where it's 30s, or we'll take it to Adelaide where it's second, pick four to one. So, you know, so uh, that might affect the price again for you if predetermined gets scratched, but that's the smart thing would be to run it over there. But um, You'd hope he did run because he's he's not blessed with ability. No, he's just he's pretty one-dimensional, he's isn't it? He's pretty one-paced. We're seeing a... A fair few sort of uh, Melbourne apprentices head over to South Australia. I wonder how that's sort of impacting, especially uh, Campbell Rewilla, 
who was sort mm, of got me in the other day. 12 Don't months ago he was absolutely good. airborne here in Melbourne. Good. He was the uh, the man in the hot seat. Now he's gone over to Adelaide. I see he's wrote a few winners. Uh, how are we, how are we treating Campbell over there, Bagman? Uh, very positive at the moment. He obviously gets the uh, the full claim. Um, more than capable in the saddle for a three-kilo claimer. He'll get plenty of opportunities. I expect him to knock up a lot of winners in the next uh, six to 12 months or however long he stays in Adelaide. The um, our apprentice ranks aren't super loaded with talent, I'd say, overall. So um, he'll get plenty of opportunity and uh, I'm sure he'll beat home plenty. Now, Michael mm. Hickmont Bagman, obviously this is a Hickmont horse and we've sort of oh, we've, we had some discussions, probably not on the show, but spoken about how he, what, he equal won the premiership last year or something like that and then he's uh, regressed. Maybe all his horses reached their mark and who knows what happened, but he's sort of, oh, he's not even in the top 20, I don't think, this year. But uh, seems to have had a few winners in the last few weeks, so my tide might be turning. Yeah, I definitely think so. He said, uh, I think it was roughly three winners in the last six months and now four winners from his last eight starters. He's uh, loading up the fields on a Saturday with some very strong contenders. We're obviously not too far away from our carnival either come April, May time. I think he's the team is just peaking nicely. I think he's definitely a stable, like uh, the Philip Stokeshaw, Tony McAvoy, Will Clark and the, uh, the big guns are starting to come out to play now, and uh, I think he's definitely a stable that we can follow over the next uh, weeks and months ahead. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it? Like just horse placement. Would someone was talking in uh, your di- the Discord chat with uh, Anthony Cummings start oh, placing yeah. horse a lot better? And- Once you start putting maidens in maidens, they're harder to beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but the other, I actually think the Snowden Yard seem to be placing their horses a lot better as well. Yeah, well, their horses are going better, but they're placing their horses in the right races. That's right, and not throwing them straight in the deep end like this Manu. It's won a listed race coming back into a benchmark 74 or whatever. They're not throwing it straight into, you know, the Group 2s or whatever, which are easier to find this time of year and giving them barrier trials. They're trying to win on the way up, which is good. Hmm. And if you can pick up those patterns like Bjorn's an out-of-season trainer, he seems to go good at this, you know, this time of year. Hmm. There's different patterns. So, And as you guys say, some horses just uh, find their level and then, Trainers are running out of ideas or running out of races because they've run out of horse because it's hit their ceiling. Absolutely. Mm. All right, let's have a look at uh, Morphville Race 5, the Terry Howe printing uh, benchmark 64, top load Terry, 15.50 metres here, and Sky calls a favourite here for the Will Clarken Yard and Ben Price, another apprentice there, getting two kilos, uh, 4.20 to $4, Tully's Gold, 4.60, uh, Ambidazzle, 5.50, Comfort Girls, $7, Does It, 9.50, and Lakes Folly Horse, we'll be back for four, is 11 from the Michael Hickmont Yard, and the horse we're going to have a look at here is Sky Call in the uh, blue with the yellow cap and leading Bagman. Yeah, Sky Call well back this day too and uh, from the wide gate was sent straight to the front and with the uh, Bet Doctor's own Kayla Crowther in the saddle, it was basically getting the cue very, very strong to the line. This was a benchmark 68 this day, comes back to a benchmark 64, again drawn wide. I think they'll go straight to the front again. Not a heap of speed engaged and as you can see, it was very tough through the line. It was already another one that was sniped early when Marcus also went up, so maybe the eagle has been uh, lurking around there because he's uh, snaffled a nice price. It will go to the front, be awfully hard to beat with the claim for Ben Price, and I think it's a winner there for Will Clarken. Mm, Amby Dazzle's got Kayla on it. Any uh, any reason why she'd be jumping off, or Clarken just wants to take the claim? I think it'd be a little bit of that. She's also indebted to the uh, Philip Stokes yard, so um, is uh, goes out with young Tommy, so... Um, I think uh, she's just keeping sweet with the family there. I, I think also the claim for uh, Ben Price would be also another factor there for the Clark and Yard. Uh, look, Ben does well. I think he'll just still sit on there and take it straight to the front and won't have to think too hard. And hopefully, if 
we'll get it home for uh, all the followers. Okay, so uh, Bagman on, Eagle on, and uh, we'll be uh, chiming on also with uh, Sky Call. But it uh, looks like you found another uh, absolute red red light run with uh, Fonsolette in race uh, two, and uh, it's uh, soothing that uh, B, uh, DK sorry uh, doesn't like Scamped and the uh, the blue blood from uh, the Peter Moody yard. So I'll be I'll be charging men. He's there. a negative awesome. man though. You got to throw that in. You got to throw that in. <laughs> my guy identifies me as negative. <laughs> but, you know, you got to always take ten percent off for of DK because you're always over negative. You just pass the negative hat around. Mm. Maybe it's all of us. Mm. Maybe it's we're actually, all it's, it's what it's, twisted. That's why we're here. Remember, remember, 100%. it's as you get older. Remember, Lamborn, I remember Lamborn was saying the same thing. We spoke to him last time. It's just as you get older, you look, you're looking for a lot more, or a lot more negatives stick out, and it's just, just the way it is. I know. You, that's why they suppose they call us grumpy old men, or what they say when you get older. But anyway, that's <laughs> more the negatives than the positives. Glass half empty. But. So you hang around Gord for 10 years, you'd want to neck yourself, wouldn't you? But anyway, we move on. Oh, you just can't help yourself. You might have to get uh, Bagman on the uh, the ukulele. You might have to uh, get on the tunes and uh, cheer us all up. But uh, thanks, Bagman. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting in the queue. Thank you. I'll start practising and look out for the Morrisons coming to a venue near you. Oh. <laughs> uh, our show is brought to you by puttingform.com.au. Uh, you'll uh, start to get positive results if you uh, jump across to them. They've got uh, the best online database and uh, it just sits up in the cloud. You've got all your notes and uh, it's just uh, unbelievable stuff what you can do with their sectional times and you can confirm what your eyes see. So as DK was saying before, you can uh, spot the horses like Arturis that sit off a slow tempo and roll home and um, you can work out the puzzle in more depth there. So I think it's two ninety seven a month, but uh, if you want to take the next step to become a uh, professional punter, definitely uh, give punningform.com au a try and uh, Shane Baker will give you a little tutorial too if it's uh, all looking like Chinese for you. Let's get uh, straight into Flemington uh, with Nico. Um, I don't think we'll go back. Uh, we've, we've probably said it enough about last week and let's just start uh, going straight into race one at uh, Flemington on Saturday. It's good to be back at Flemington. It always feels like uh, it's been an eternity since we raced there. But uh, the market here is Crystal Pegasus for the uh, Waller Yard. Well, you might have to uh, help us out with this one. Three dollars ninety there. Russo is four sixty. Tycoon Beck six fifty. Playoffs is eight fifty. Red Kelly is ten dollars, and Tiger Tiger twelve dollars. Guizo another honest run last start sixteen dollars, and uh, much much better. The rest of the replay we're going to have a look at here is Crystal Pegasus for Nico. Take it away. Yeah, stepping on Walt's toes a little bit here, but uh, this was his last start win, two thousand meters. This was second up. In the preparation, his first up run was good over 1,500. Got J-Mac here, went around favourite, and he was just a bit too good for him. Uh, the second horse, Casino Kid, has a real dive at him late, and I think that was just purely because Crystal Pegasus was probably a bit out of his feet, 1,500 up to 2,000 second up. His best runs are kind of when they go fast up in front. He had a really big win at Kemble Grange last preparation at Benchmark 78 when they went quick. Second a Wicklow the start by prior. They went really fast out in front. I think he could find a faster run race than what he found sort of his first two runs in Sydney. Gets J-Mac, and he's against a pretty limited bunch here of uh, Melbourne stayers. I think he's a horse on the way up, and like I said, if he finds that fast run race, he could just be the strongest of a lot of them, 2,000 metres under the belt. So I thought you could definitely mark him shorter than sort of 380. Red Cali for Moody, he's absolutely fine moods. Maybe he's the, the improver of one good Australian run at Mooney Valley out of a fast run race, but... Yeah, there's not much in it from terms of Melbourne form, so looking for the uh, the old DF might be prominent here, and I think three ninety currently uh, looks a pretty good bet. The um, I was I was just driving in here this morning. Uh, J Mac was on the radio, and I don't know that uh, Sydney Sydney form whatnot, but uh, what he said about it, and now I love your tipping it. 
I just want to be on it. After what he said about what, it. What did he say? Right, it's going to very promising, going to race through the grades and potential top liner. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's a fascinating race when you look at it. Like Russo won last start at Mini Valley, but the start prior, he got beaten eight lengths by Casino Kid, who was taking ground off Crystal Pegasus there. Crystal Pegasus three ninety, Russo's four sixty. So you sort of compare that Sydney form. I know Walt's probably more across it than me, but it it does look like um. Pretty strong. Oh, I didn't like it the other day because it was second up and it had that casino kid and it was probably lucky for mine to beat it. But regardless, it, it went well and you'd expect it to bounce off that. The Waller horses have not been performing well second up as a rule for me and then they're bouncing third up and, and Russo is legless. So if it's won a race in, in Melbourne, it must have been very well placed and, and that horse has got so much upside on Russo. Like you say, it would unless it's getting 10 kilos off it, I can't see how they're in the same stratosphere price-wise. Mm. All over it, Nico. Mm. Yes. Yeah, ticket approval down here. J-Mac, how's J-Mac going? Good, good. And actually, the other funny thing, like Tim said to me, I said, weird, I'm booked for Crystal Pegasus Saturday week in Sydney. It must be it must be going to be retired because they never book any Tim and that week out, but now it makes more sense. He's on J-Mac's on it on Saturday in Melbourne. So unless, it, unless it's going to back up seven days later in Sydney, Timmy will be getting the scratching fee. But, uh, yeah, anyway. All right, let's have a look at... Uh, the premier event, and uh, they're pumping this one up, aren't they, uh, on .com. And so they should probably. The Black Caviar Lightning, odds courtesy of Top Sport, 1,000-metre uh, event up the Fleming Strait. Absolute crackers, this one. And uh, it's Nature Strip uh, for Jamie, our Jamie. We didn't make the list, fortunately, but uh, 240 out to 270. Eduardo, 380. Home Affairs, 650. There's where J-Max jumped off Nature Strip to, uh, to ride this one. Mars Crusader, 950. Profiteer, the Roller Dice Horse, 950 in from... 11, uh, GTRA 15 into 13, the Inferno, interesting runner here, onto the uh, the big straight, $21, uh, SWAT's at 41 and the Astrologist, $41. Mate, your mates, I know they're your mates, they're all the dice mates, but they've accidentally slipped. The fingers hit the wrong button, they've accepted in the wrong race here, surely. Mm. Surely. No. Yeah, there's a few, that, yeah. It couldn't be in a worse race for my, like, it's just, how is it $9.50? Oh, and I know you said I haven't looked at it, that's the first time I've seen the field, but. Well, Jamie, oh, yeah. was, Jamie was going to follow it all carnival, and then I guess that's probably the giveaway. She's just jumped straight onto Nature Strip. She thinks the horse is going really well, but um, well, they need to find get, the if you get off of Nature Strip. We'll merry go round, jockey, merry go with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm just, I just, they couldn't be like those horses will just they're, they're just like high pressure horses. You know mm. what I mean? Like this, that profiteer needs a needs to steal a section somewhere, and it's not going to against these horses. They just just thousand meter machines. Mm. Colt, obviously, but yeah. um, DK. Yeah, it's a jockey merry-go-round. That's the first thing you notice is with, with J-Mac. I mean, he's obviously got – he wants to stick with uh, home affairs for the whole prep. Um, yeah, you said J-Card, off that, onto that. So it's just um, – yeah, it's a good jockey merry-go-round. But, yes, I would have thought uh, he's got his work cut out profiteer. Well, J-Mac's retained by Coolmore. So oh, he, right, okay. he, I, doubt, I doubt that he would have had – he may have. You know, he's that powerful. He probably can ride whatever he wants, but he's definitely retained by Coolmore. Okay. Mm. All right, uh, thoughts here for the uh, – for, for, oh, we've got his Everest uh, replay, but uh, thoughts, Nico? Yeah, well, I suppose the Everest, most of the horses in this race um, that are under single figures bar Profiteer were in this race. Home Affairs back to Nature Strips inside, Eduardo coming at him late, Mars Crusaders there, Geetra's there. This is 1,200, bit of a different ball game to Saturday over 1,000 metres. But, um, look, I ended up marking Nature Strip favourite, I think, their trials and jump outs, I don't know, for mine, they just all went pretty well. So I think it's going to come down to who's here with the most intent first up, and that may be Nature Strip or Eduardo, given their 
sort of fresh horses anyway. Nature Strip won this race last year. I think it's a little different scenario to that where they kind of half a grand final this race last year because they didn't really know if he was going that well. I think this preparation's more geared towards, you know, later stuff in the autumn, but they're all sort of like that. I had him sort of 250 Eduardo um, closer to $5 and Home Affairs around 6 Look, it's a really tough race. I don't think it's a race you can find a massive edge in from a, a betting point of view. The edge might come from a mounting yard point of view, sort of um, 15, 10 minutes before the race, and maybe the market sort of starts to take shape after a few of the syndicates, yard watchers start to get involved there. But for the way I'm currently looking at the race, I think Nate Strip probably sits outside Eduardo. They go head-to-head. Profiteer is definitely going to camp off them with what we've seen in the trials. They're trying to teach him to settle a little bit better. Um, I can't really see how he's going to run past him if he's behind Nate Strip Eduardo. Home Affairs, is, his Everest one was a bit baffling. Um, his other two runs last campaign were enormous. If he brings the figure he ran in the Coolmore, he is right up there with these top-class sprinters. He's just He's got to do it against him now. He's had one crack, maybe you forgive that. Um, but now he's got to come back and do it. I thought he trialed and jumped out great, um, but I do think he may be a bit better over 1,200 metres, so... Yeah, Nature Strip on top, Eduardo probably second pick. I'm, I'm probably not saying much at the market's not no. telling you, to be honest. Just very, very quickly, two others just on the fringe there. Uh, G-Tra, loves Flemington, loves fresh. You know, he knocked off Nature Strip two years ago. He's a good fresh horse. Uh, I suppose people go back to their run, I think it was in the Premier, 1,100-metre race at Randwick, and G-Tra was in the lanes that day behind Nature Strip and Eduardo and didn't have to do as much work as those two in the run. I know you could probably come into him at sort of $13 if you really wanted to. I, I about marked him that. Mm. Mask Crusader. Mask Crusader is the other one I'm going to ask he, you about. He has like a Chautauqua feel about him. Yeah. Chautauqua just flashed home and won this race by half head, looked impossible. He's he's going to have to do the same if he's going to win this race. But well, no, 1,000 metres is not it. But 1,000 metres down the straight, he doesn't have to give him that big he, a start. He could you know? just be a straight horse. Look at all he sort of runs. Straight line speed. Straight line speed. Like he, he doesn't corner that well. He doesn't get out of the gates that well. But when he's just in a straight line, that bend down the sort of he's winning the Heath at Caulfield over eleven hundred meters mm. was a massive win. Mm. Straight line speed down the stride, straight line speed down the straight. So yeah, he's, oh, he's, yeah, he's chasing. Our, you know, we have got the best sprinters in the world, you know. We have here, so he'd be chasing some real good horses. But uh, he's, he's, I reckon he's in for a big oh, prep. That horse. It's a great race, absolutely great race. He's going to tell you a lot of things uh, heading towards the autumn. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Home Affairs was able to sort of get over the top of him and really stamp himself as one of the better sprinters, but. I think six dollars is probably his right price. He gives me a bit of like a, I don't know, like a fast net rock kind of feel. That's he's one of the best types I've ever seen in the yard. Home affairs. I saw him in the Coolmore and was just absolutely taken by him, as you'd expect from Coolmore. But um, yeah, he's he really could be the real deal this autumn. But he's going to have to come out and show it on Saturday. Absolutely great race. The the back end of the Flemington program is really tricky. So hopefully we can get one away get early, with early. Crystal Pegasus, mm. but. That's a great race. If you're a racing fan, uh, you're mad if you're not uh, tuning into the Lightning, that's for sure. Mm, I think uh, the best way uh, to tackle it would be uh, Nico's Mounting Yard Mail. You can get it for 25 bucks a week, or if you subscribe to a uh, long-term package, um, you can get it even cheaper. It works out to be about uh, $17. But uh, that'll be a no bet for me until I get Nico's last-minute thoughts because I think you can, as the boys sort of suggested, you can throw a blanket over those runners and uh, depends up on you know which horse turns up on the day and uh, maybe a pilot error might decide or a, uh, a gun ride might decide the result of that race. But, uh, yeah, gee, it's, uh, it's it's not a race that I'd uh, be chipping up in. I'd rather uh, chip up at uh, maybe Goulburn today or a uh, or an Adelaide race or one of Bagman's sticks there. But, um, the Corinda Cup, if Walt can um, squeeze out a winner there. But uh, make sure you follow uh, Nico's stuff. He's, uh, he's back on board and he's on fire of late. 
revolutionary miss he had on top last Saturday at uh, $12. So uh, he's uh, fishing around the market. And uh, I know a couple of very, very smart judges who love when he uh, pots a favourite and you know, if they're not parading that well in the yard. Someone who hasn't been parading overly well, but uh, I tell you what, he's on holidays at the moment, Muggs Morrill. I think he's going to turn the corner this week and we'll uh, we'll get Walt to confirm. Hi, guys. Muggs Morrill this week coming live on holidays from South West Rocks. This week's moral for the mug is in race 10, number three, Dadron. At one very good last start at Warwick Farm, jumped, led with James McDonald on board. And it looks like doing the same this week with Timmy Clark from Barrier One. Good weight, bit of weight, but it looks fit, ready to rock and roll. So it is 3.30. Looks like a good bet. The mug, it's a mug's moral. He's been on holiday, so I tried to do a bit of fun today, but I did one race, race 10, n- number three, Dadron. So good luck, boys. What does the mug say when he finds when he finds a winner? Go find your boogie. Good luck. Tell you what, uh, South West Rocks, it's in between uh, Hathead and Scott's Head. I've been to Scott's Head for a holiday, and that's where, well, Muggs, South West Rocks, and it is an absolutely cracking joint. You've been there? Yeah, yeah, spent a bit of time there. I reckon it's an uncovered gem up there. Plenty of them, plenty of them. They're, they're, they're all skyrocketed. They've all been found now, but, yeah, nice places, nice places all up the coast. Mm. And uh, what about his tip there, race 10, number three, Darge and Timmy yeah, Clark? I, I, yep. I actually liked it until oh. about a minute ago. So, <laughs> uh, gate one's probably its only little query. J-Mac sort of bullied him from gate one last start, and I'm sure Tim will try and do the same thing on Saturday, and he's probably got enough upside to do that. But, uh, yeah, he only needs even luck from that inside draw, and he'll – He'll be going pretty close. I'd say he'd be pretty well back too. Just looking at the, the horses behind him in the market, they're all pretty much pack chases. So I think they'll signal him out as the one they uh, want to try and get out on in the last. Mm, so already been 3.30 into 3.10 at Top Sport. Let's have a look at uh, some of the Top Sport steamers, but uh, that could be another little shifty one there once uh, Walt pushes out to his subs. <laughs> but uh, they found uh, profit last week was just incredible to uh, see that horse win two on the trot. But Flemington race one, number nine, Vegas night, Nico 500 at 21, donation or bet? Uh, could be map inspired. Uh, he's, he's probably set to peak now. I think he's fourth or fifth up in his campaign, but he, he needs to lift off what he did the other day for sure. Mm. And then the next one here is Flemington race four, number seven, Castilian 500 at $20. I nearly tipped this, to be honest, on the show. I thought this was big odds, Castilian, off his jump outs. Not really a camp I love getting involved in, but... They are really turning the corner, Corsons, aren't they? Troy Corsons. and Leon, they're, they're like a whole different army than what they were before. They just seem to be winning a lot more races sort of the last year. Yeah, no, they're getting bigger and bigger. So, yeah, no, I, true. I, I really like that horse's jump outs. I think him and Friedman's horse, Latvian or Lafayette or something like that, I reckon you could you could probably back both of them in that talent at big odds. Uh, the debutants, they look right in the game. Mm, and the other one here is uh, Rose Hill Race 6, number 15, Cytheria. In the uh, the silver slipper, you allowed to talk about this race? Yes, no, it was Snowden Norse that won. What did he set up outside the leader and won there his debut? Whose favourite is it? The the filly down the bottom's favourite there. She's Queen of, of the ball. She's coming off that um, dynamite leader track where you know that revolutionally missed come out from behind her, but she, you know everyone's sort of trying to work out how many lengths you take off or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how how they uh, measure up. Hmm. Can't knock it. Can't knock it. Eight dollars into six fifty. That one. All right. Uh, Seems like feels like we zipped through this week's show rather than last last week. Well, DK only got out of reverse for about <laughs> two minutes there. He's so he strapped in for a minute or two, but um, he's he's reserved it all for next week. 
Yeah, like he's just he started to steam for a little bit there. Just a little <laughs> not bit, happy just a little with, bit. Uh, the bookies at the moment, DK. No, not it. No, no. We're gonna have to put a new plan of attack there, maybe. But anyway, I'm just got to keep finding winners. That's Could be a thing. big week for the uh, DK out wide. Bendigo, Benalla, Benalla, yeah. Yeah, and Monday, I think, is what? Well, the st- Terang. Terang, Stall? Yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, that's my, yeah, my, all my joints, so black shorts on. But uh, Benella tomorrow, there's, uh, we'll just wait for the markets to go up there. So looks a good opportunity there, possibly. Something for so. the punters. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you're saying, it's, it's nearly impossible. When do you bet? When do you bet? You can't bet pre-9am. You bet at 9 now, they crash. You bet, like, what do you wait till six minutes out? Otherwise, it's... um. There's no such thing as a, as a real market. It is a big, big problem for um, anyone in similar situations. Trying to turn some cash over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, when do you bet? It's very, very difficult. And try, run, what, try, what? try, try running a service. As you know, try one running a service and doing it, having a bet. You know, like it's- yeah, they go, they go seven dollars to nine to four in mm. one minute in two spins. They go, you know, seven dollars, five dollars, three twenty. Oh, good, thanks. We keep saying it, and we spoke about it last week, but. Bookies at the moment, they don't have to employ a heap of staff and they've all got their robot odds on and they just flick the switch and they can turn it all off with their algorithms and put up 140 for the next three hours. But yeah. as, a, as a punter, you're not allowed to use a, a bot to place multiple bets at different joints if you want to push the button and get on. So that like it's not a level playing field and it, it needs to sort of be needs to be addressed. Well, it needs to be because evened like, up a little just, bit. Yeah. Sit, it's very hard to sit there with multiple tabs open and just go click, click, click. You need three or four screens and... By the time, like the price just goes, and they can reply with "Sorry, we already laid it to Nick, so we don't have to bet John." And that's a happy reply. They, and then if you want to fight him, you got to go through to try and get on, and then the horse has got to whip. And then, but if <laughs> if you use a robot yeah. to place the bets, yeah. then they can be in your account and turn you off. Completely. So can they can buy? Well, that, oh. that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, DK, DK <laughs> wasn't back in so many early winners. We'd all be sweet. We'd all be able to get on. <laughs> that's DK's fault. <laughs> I'm going to uh, grab the keys more often, as you boys would say. Grab the keys. That's it. Start the car. Start All right. the car. Uh, make sure you check out Little Birdie Live. Uh, if you want any of uh, DK and Nico's stuff, you can uh, jump on the subs there. And, well, everyone is uh, absolutely seeing them well, and uh, hopefully you're destroying your bookie. And uh, make sure you uh, give Top Sport an uppercut. They uh, give you a fair go. They won't uh, ban you if uh, you had a good run. But uh, that's a wrap from us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>